0: Last month we were talking about don't settle for less, and it's so easy to start to accept your circumstances when you're struggling, when you have a hard time, instead of learning how to fight. Most of us will fight right away. Most of us will say we're not going to accept this, but when we keep, keep being beat down over and over and over again, how do you fight? How do you change it? And how do you say, I am not settling for less? So today's what we want to talk about with that. We want to say, how do you not settle for less? And uh, I want to give you a pretty extreme example about that right now. Because something that happened right here at the studio just a couple of months ago was we, we filmed one of the messages and everything was just great and fine. And then when the TV editor was looking at things, all of a sudden, the entire show Broke. Corrupt. Messed up. Not working. Trash basically. But he didn't want to just dump it. So he worked a whole week on it over and over and over again. And then he could not find the problem. Finally he spread the show out as far apart as possible to pretty much to the minimum minimum of the second. And he found one little glitch in the entire show that was 150 of a second nothing and out of nowhere something little black popped on the screen it was almost like a black shadow walked by it and it just changed everything and it destroyed and corrupted the whole film and it took some effort to find it also during that moment the counting was off and 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 different things and the number numbers and all these things and then while he was working with that once he removed and deleted the 15th of a second the entire show was fine He came to the studio and and decided to talk and he walked up to one of the secretaries and he asked her, he says, guess what happened? I can't believe it. And she came up with a response that he was like, whoa, and I want you to know about this. She says, oh, you have met our ghost. And he's like, what? says yeah there is things happening that nobody can explain that make no sense at all and you have got to experience that it's just that's not just that late at night sometimes they see a child here that and there should be no child here it's not even a real child And that was not the only thing because then she started sharing and she says we they see children here late at night a child a little girl but there was no girl at all. And then they were talking and they said they heard children crying at night, but there were no children here at all. And then we started realizing the problem was a little bit of bigger than we realized. And you know, it was actually good news to me because when I know that demonic forces are not happy with us, that means we're doing something right. That it means we're, we're onto something. So what do you do when you know you have a bigger problem than you realize that is right there? What is it that you do when the weirdest stuff happens that you all don't even know till afterwards. And that's what this show is about. How do you deal with demonic forces? What authority do you have? Can you function like that everywhere? Or is it a challenge? But before we do that, why don't you take a clip? What just happened with us? Okay, guys, this is the editing system. This is the uh, 366. You'll see the little black spot right there. Um, You'll see the timeline head move across here, and you'll see how fast it goes by. Anyways, it goes right when Barb says, "A change in my heart. So check it out. Then let it be longer quiet. And the most amazing thing happened, because there was this change in my heart to start seeing the fuller picture, like with the cat, with Ken with the cat, you know, all of a sudden I realized what he went through. So that's it. Um, It froze everything up. As soon as I would hit that and try to send it back out, it would freeze right at that one spot and never could go past that. So interesting placement where uh, where that hit. So let me know what you think. Wow, it looked like nothing, did it? It did not look even like a big deal. And yet, it made an impact that it almost destroyed an entire show. And that is so typical of what Satan does. It says in the Bible, in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And this is Jesus talking about that. First he steals, then he kills, and then he wants to destroy it. Now, if we would have settled for less at that moment and given up on that, we would have never found it. Our editor worked for a whole week, seven days on this thing. He did not quit, and we were able to deal with it. So, but how do you deal with that more? Because Jesus says right after that, Satan might steal, kill, on the story, but I came to give you abundant life. So how do you get that excess? How do you pull in that excess life to not let him steal your joy anymore. And you know, mistakes are made. And, and first you experience things like that is weird. I've had big black wings, right? Black wings right in front of my bedroom window that just would creep me out. That were just weird. I've had, had voices that said weird things to me. I've walked on the street and all of a sudden a man in this particular case looked at me and he was spitting out evil at me. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. And it's just weird, weird stuff. Demonic dreams that you wake up and you don't know what to do. And in the name of Jesus, you say it. And it doesn't even work that moment. It's like, wait a minute. What am I doing wrong? Now, I want you to know that you might want to think you're doing things wrong, but you learn and grow and you change and you start taking risks, you start activating what God is teaching you and through your learning, you start to see that you have so much more authority than you realize. There is so much more than you can do and it will not stop. It says it right here in Second Corinthians, starting um, at verse 10. In verse 3, and this is what it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war, war according to the flesh. You're in this body, this body only need on earth. There might be a war going on. It feels like that. But you're not part of that. You don't have to be. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of the fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised upon up against the knowledge of God and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ have you had a thought before I should just drive off a cliff have you had that thought before it's never gonna be right have you had a whole conversation about your husband or a friend before you saw him and got angry the moment you run into we have these thoughts so how do you captivate the thoughts and say that's it no more You know what, stay tuned, I know this is gonna help you. We will be right back. Bar TV, the stories we bring, the problems we show, the solutions we present are real. They are raw and they are authentic. The stories we share are with real people. Are you struggling or do you know someone that has problems? We want you to know that you are not alone, many can relate. Are you afraid? God wants to give you peace. Do you feel unloved? Know that God loves you. God wants to give you love, peace, joy and hope. It's all about the real deal. BARB TV wants to share with you its resources, answers and hope. It is time to not live in a mediocre life. But for you to step into your full potential, God has great plans for you. We have great answers, resources, and hope. BarTV.org or 855-515-5550. So how do you take those thoughts captive? How do you get these thoughts? It's just, oh, he's going to be late again. Oh, he's going to do this. It's these thoughts keep coming in over and over again. and. You know, it, it's just the typical way that Satan works. The good news is you don't have to put up with it because greater is he, Jesus, that is in you than he that is in the world. Did you know that out of the demonic force is way outnumbered by the angelogram? Because when Satan was cast out of heaven, he took one third of the angels with him, which are now demons. But guess what? That leaves two thirds of the good ones at least two thirds of that what is right. And that is no problem at all. So that is very exciting to me. We are the majority. So why do we settle for less? It's because we accept it in our heart. The typical way that Satan will attack you, and I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget them for you, is physical illness, mental impairment, spread of false doctrine, spiritual warfare, and possession that is the typical five ways that he will mess with you try to give you a poverty spirit and all these things and often that already charts us when we're still very young and he tries to sneak in with just these seeds of rejection abandonment struggle you know abuse and whatever it is and, and, and how do you deal with that? And the typical question I would really get right now, the c- typical thing I would hear right now when people would talk to me says, well, Barb, that's all well and true. I mean, agree with you, but once you're a Christian, a demon cannot be in you. I was like, oh really? And you know, it makes sense when people want to think that, but let's get real for a moment. There is different parts. The, this, the demonic realm will try to move into your body part. Your body you only need on earth. You don't need it for anything else. Not into your spirit part, but he will try to be in your soul and in your body. In your soul he wants to mess up, he wants to influence, he wants to be. So there is a one part of that, not all of it. So when Jesus never said you leave, he said come out. And the come out was out of that soul part because your spirit is still intact, but influences and makes an impact. So when you say come out, it's a whole different story. I hope you're able to understand what we're exactly talking about. For example, let me give you a better example. In our D.A.R.E. study, we have a group and one lady that every time came in was very anxious. She was fearful. She kept kind of bashing other people and sometimes rightfully so. She was hurt. She was upset. She struggled. She had a lot of unforgiveness inside of her and it had been a challenge for her, a big challenge. So she kept kind of just walking in and just unloading on us. And this had happened several weeks in a row. So finally, I looked at her and I said, can I pray for you? And she says, yes. I said, can I touch you? Because you want to be careful with that. You don't always want to touch when you know something is not right. And I said, will you give me the authority to cast out your anxiety and fear right now? Now, I knew she believed in Jesus. I knew she loved God. I knew she was struggling. And I knew there was something there that was messing it up. So she said, "Yes, yeah, sure. I give you permission. And she thought, thought that was kind of funny. And I looked at her and I didn't address her, but I addressed the demonic power that was a huge influence on her, that was really oppressing with her. And I looked at her in the eyes and I said, in the name of Jesus, I commend oppression. I commend anxiety actually. And I, I commend fear to get out now, you go. She tweaked a little bit, that was it. Not, not a big deal. And all of the sudden this woman that came in with anger, unforgiveness, struggle, hopelessness, fear, no peace was at full peace. And it was like there was a different woman sitting in my living room. You're like, Whoa, it was really, really, really cool. And you say, well, Barb, that's just a one moment thing. She was caught by surprise. But seven days later, she came back while she was about to be homeless, while there was a struggle going on and could not find a house with all these issues. And guess what? She was at full peace. No problem at all. Nothing wrong. And that kind of peace, my friend, is what God wants to give you. But you have to want it. You have to want to fight for it. And you have to want to work for it. I want to share with you what it says in Revelation at chapter 12. And this is that the devil was cast out of heaven. It didn't mean he went visiting to try to make legal cases against people that were sinning, but he was cast out of his position and he was removed. And this is what it says. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waged war. It is a serious Busy time of struggle, all right? And they were not strong enough. This is the devil. They were not strong enough. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old who is called the devil. And Satan, who deceives, there it is, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Guess what? Satan will throw as much as he can on you till you say enough. You have the authority to say stop and God will not push upon you or help you more as that you want to have. You've got to want it, you've got to fight for it and you have to say, Holy Spirit, how am I going to do that? Because the moment you thrive and work through your problems with emotions, it's not going to fix it. So people say, well, when you're a Christian, you cannot have a demon. Well, my response to be that are Christians, alcoholics. There are alcoholic Christians. Yes. Are there Christians that beat up other people? Yes. Are there Christians that are depressed? Yes. Are there Christians that are full of fear and anxiety and, and anxiety and have attacks? Yes. So is it possible when all this stuff happens that that is not part of the abundant life that Jesus is talking about in John 10:10? Yes. And before that it says the Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. So do you think stealing, killing, destroying is part of depression? suicidal thoughts and all these other things. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. But the good news is once you say I want that abundant life, you don't have to stay there. You can start fighting God's way. And sometimes that is in a different way than you all expect or think that is even taking place because it says it right here. In John 8, it has a story that that Satan is trying to attack in a different way. But stay tuned. We'll be right back. You want to hear how you can fight too. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity, and transform to a vibrant active believer what are you waiting for dare to believe big teaches you to believe like never before it is time to grow evolve and expand discover four words that can transform your life are you ready to build a relationship with God God has incredible plans for you it is an exciting opportunity And you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. It would be easy to grab a scripture out of the Bible right now that a demon is literally delivered. But I want to give it a little bit of a different flair for you because that's what you would expect right now, right? And I felt Holy Spirit telling me, Barbara shared this story of Jesus with them. It is about the woman that is caught in adultery. Actually, it should have been the man too. But it was the woman that was brought in front of Jesus by a group of religious leaders. And what they did in those days, they would stone her. They would literally kill her for the act of what she did wrong. And they put her in front of Jesus. And it's a little bit of a read, but I want you to start paying attention. There is several spirits taking place here behind these people's scenes. And what they want to do is they don't want to just kill the woman, but they really want to catch Jesus. dealing with a religious spirit here but also with a spirit of greed that wants to keep the position that they can stay in the spot that they're at so they can stay and do what they want and get back the way they used to be and it says it here but jesus went to the mount of olives early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him and he sat down and began to teach them then there we go the scribes and the pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery And having set her in the center of the court, full attention, all eyes on Jesus, how are you going to deal with this? Now you have to say, let's kill her. They said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Oh, lovely. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. What then do you say? Now this is important because what we are used to do when we are thrown into a situation is to react or to respond fastly instead of to listen to what Holy Spirit is saying in that moment. While Jesus was on earth, He functioned as a man. He was the son of God, but he functioned as a man, which means you and I could also do that. And instead of reacting with the situation that is thrown right in front of him, he does something different. And it says they were saying this, testing him. There we are so that they might have grounds for accusing him. And that was all to protect them, themselves, their position and who they were and how people looked up at them. But Jesus stooped down. Wait, what? aren't you going to yell scream and command this this stuff to deal with are you just not going to cast it out of them what are you doing here but none of that is what jesus did because he waited for direction you have to step into the authority where you're at you have authority over your family with demon possession and issues you have authority of a situation that you are responsible for. But when you're out of that area, it is when Holy Spirit gives you that authority when you can step into it or not. And Jesus here stooped down and with his finger, he wrote on the ground. It's like that silent person perfect moment. They call it also those pregnancy pauses in a speech that he leaves everyone hanging. But he's writing down, And in my opinion, I think he is connecting to know how to respond. They persist and asked him. He straightened up and said to them, Now this is key because this was knowledge with wisdom. He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. There was no yelling. There was no screaming. There was no condemning. There was none of that. But he responded the way Holy Spirit said it. And he does something interesting right at this moment. He doesn't keep looking them in the eyes. He does something very different. He allows them to reflect and not just focus on the anger, frustration, and pride that they're working with of who they are. But he looks down again. And it says, again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone. And the woman, where she was in the center of the court, she was still there. Straightening up, he waited all that time. Wow, what a different approach. Straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Did did none of one condemn you? She says, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Whoa, this is Jesus. Go from now and sin no more. And that sin no more is so important right there. Cause that was a, a, a spirit of lust. She was dealing with it and she bit into it. And she did the act in her body herself, of course. But what was so important is when we're being cleansed and when things are being removed from us and when we get a new chance, If you don't clean up, if you don't fill it with the Holy Spirit, if you don't start putting godly things in there, it comes back to you sevenfold, as the Bible says. So it is so important who you help and what you help and what the results are going to be after that. Jesus knew that. He focused more on the woman and said, sin no more. But he did not tell the Pharisees that. Did you catch that? there was a different way of dealing with it the good news is that jesus says we can do it too and that is really cool because in matthew 8 he sent out the people he sent them out he sent out disciples his followers and he told them go do this and they came back and this is what they said when evening came they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word he cast them out with a word. That's all you have to do. All you have to do. And healed all who were ill. Many times, not always, but many times, demons will afflict sicknesses and diseases and infirmities on you. They will mess with you and they start you and you have to work through that to learn how to deal with that. So how do you work? And it says it right here. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. He has paid the price in full. It's basically illegal right now for sicknesses, diseases, infirmities and all that. It's us dealing with it and accepting that instead of stepping into what God wants to give you. And sometimes that's a process too. But God has given what you can now deal with. And by the way, if you wanna have some life-changing tips that will help you and understand you how to do that, go to loveyourlifeministries.org for a a link or barbtv.org, or go to Dare to Believe Big, and it will help you and show you some great valuable tips in how you too can learn and help in what you're really dealing with or what to do next. So real quick, at the end, Jesus sent them out. And this is how they returned. And it says, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. (coughs) And he saw Satan falling with lightning. So what it really is saying, you don't have to settle for less. You don't have to put up with things. You have the right to bind. You have the right to paralyze those demonic forces. Or you have the right to cast them out. But what is important, like Jesus did, listen to the way he did it. Ask how to react and I know He will show you the way and guide and direct you. God loves you and He wants you not to be stolen from, not to be killed and not to be destroyed, but He wants you to have the abundant life and He wants to help you and love you and show your how. We want to pray for you 855-515-5550 or go to our website BarbTV.org. God loves you, and so do I. And it went all the way down my spine, and it was... I can't, can't even explain the pain. Did it come out of nowhere? It came out of nowhere. Was that yes. because of the pain? Yes, it was because of the pain, and it was because it was the aneurysm, but we didn't know at that time. So you saw Him. You saw who? Jesus. You saw Jesus. The peace of Jesus. What does that look like? I couldn't see his face, but he had a white robe, and he was huge. And he spoke to me. What did he say? Linda, I have a job for you to do. you got to go back and tell people I'm real and alive. And I love each and every person so much. You were not really living for him. No. But he got your, And that is so typical, I think, of Jesus to work like that because he picked out the common people, not kind of the most qualified people. Right. Right.